Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is a comedian out of Baltimore, Maryland. Woo Woo the Comedian. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big fan of your work. I, I've been following your page from Instagram. I think I I follow uh, Omar Terrell and then y'all was doing skits there. But this was years ago. I, start, I followed your page for like a couple years now. Okay, that's what's up. I'm so glad. Yeah, that's my boy, Omar. Now, how'd you... Now, wait a minute. Before, before we even get into the... I, before I forget, because I want to ask... How did you come up with that uh, with that Della Reese picture? Okay, so actually what happened was us as a group, so, you know, me and four other um, dope female comedians from Baltimore, we decided to get together and do a group called She More Funny. Um, so as a collective, we decided that we were just going to play pay homage to certain people so we were trying to think of like different people that we wanted to do so actually originally I was going to do Kim Whitley because people like okay I can see you doing that because she 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 wear her hair like mine sometimes and like the smile and the bubbly personality kind of they was like yeah I can see you doing that but then when we were like talking about who each person was going to be, we were talking about legend legends, you know, like one of them, one person was Whoopi Goldberg. One person was um, Moms Mabley. So I was like, Della Reese. I'm like, but I'm going to be like Hall of Knights, Della Reese. Because really, when you think of Della Reese, the only two things you kind of like mostly know her from is Hall of Knights and Touched by an Angel. Yeah. So, but ain't nobody going to recognize Della Reese's Touched by an Angel. You're going to recognize Della Reese as Harlem Knights. And it was so crazy because I was running out around here trying to find a church hat. I was trying to find something gold to wear. Like, and the crazy part about it is, is that the gold thing that I have around me on, on the picture is actually like a... um. It's a table liner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yeah, so we did it. And I was like, look, if we're going to take the pictures, Della Reese, then we got to do like at least like a little skit where we can act it out a little bit. So, you know, we did a little skit with it and everything. And um, like now... I done had several people hit me up and was like, yo, let's recreate Hall of Nights. Like, let's do it. <laughs> Are you open to doing it? Yes, absolutely. It's going to get done. Watch. It's going to get done. We, we've we been talking about it. So it's going to happen. Is, is, is she a comedian? No, no see, Della Reese never was really considered a comedian. She was more so considered a gospel singer um and an actress but we just was thinking you know about Harlem Nights just being one of those great legend movies with so many dope comedians in it or whatever so we just decided to roll with that now who are your who are your comedian influences um it's crazy because before I started doing comedy I wasn't like I was into comedy, but not super into comedy. Like, 
you know, like I would watch Def Comedy Jam and stuff like that, but it was it was never anything that I saw myself doing. So it wasn't like I was actually watching somebody and studying somebody and being like, yeah, I'm going to be like them. But it's like once I started doing comedy and the passion grew with it, I started, you know, then I started watching people and paying attention to people. And it's like actually a lot of local comedians that I really have a lot of respect for and stuff like that that I think really dope. But, you know, of course, Monique, you know, people compare me to Monique a lot. Um, One, because I'm a big girl. And then two, because... I just say whatever out of my mouth, you know, and I'm Baltimore, like I'm so Baltimore. So it's like, you know, they y'all say- actually, Y'all actually, because y'all both from Baltimore, y'all kind of sound alike too. Yeah, so, and that's, and that's what people say, like I remind them of early day Monique or whatever, but I definitely, Monique is definitely a comedian that I've watched, you know, Queens of Comedy, thought she was dope, looked up to her, you know, um, some more as well. Um, you know, Adele Givens, like everybody that was on the Queen of Comedies, definitely people I look up to, you know, I love Dave Chappelle. Um, I think he is a genius. Uh, and it's a lot of local people. Larry Lancaster, he's one of our local comedians that's so dope. And I don't why I don't said that this man got probably eight hours he could sit up there for eight hours and tell jokes Damn. promise you that's a long time (laughs) and have and have you laughing the entire time like you probably wouldn't even be like i wish he shut up like he'll have you laughing the entire time like he is super talented and he was like one of the people who like locally I heard of all the time without even really knowing, you know, how the comedy scene was. Like, I kind of just happened to fall into it. And once I fell into it, it was like, I didn't even know some of the things that was going on was going on. Like some of the shows and all these other dope comedians that I never heard of. Like, I really didn't know about none of that until I started doing comedy. Where's the first place you performed? Um, Cleon, a comedian, he had an open mic and it was at this place called the Cultural Arts Center. And I went to the open mic. Is this in Baltimore? Yes, it's in Baltimore. Yeah, in Baltimore. So I went to the open mic and when I went, I went with my sister and I had heard of Cleon. I had, I didn't even really, I heard of Cleon from an ex-boyfriend of mine because he used to, he Cleon used to do like a YouTube series and my ex liked the YouTube series and he was telling me about it. And I was like, okay, like I wasn't even interested when he was telling me about it. I ain't even gonna lie. And then I was, when I went, I was like, okay. So I was watching the open mic and I'm like, some of the people I think were doing it for the first time and stuff like that. And I was just like, I'm funnier than them. (laughs) No, seriously, that's seriously how I originally know started and thought about it so I was like you know what I'm a um I told Cleon I was like Cleon I'm coming back next week well no this is what happened Cleon always whenever he do a show most of the time he plays like a game at the end of the show 
And I had got up and, and participated in the game. And I was like, funny doing the game. People were laughing at me and stuff. So I think that's when I got that little first little piece of adrenaline from it, that little stage. I was like, oh, all right. Okay. So I told him, I was like, I'm going to come back next week and I'm going to do the open mic. And he was like, yeah, come back. You know, he was like, do a set and, you know, it'd be dope. I was like, okay. And like, I practiced and practiced and came up with my two little jokes. I had two little jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I had my two little jokes and I went up there the next week and I performed my two little jokes. And I um, had no idea, knew anything about comedy or being a stand-up comedian. I didn't have a clue. And one of the girls who who was hosting his open mic, Randy, well, then her name was Randy Ben Savage, but she changed her name to Anita Wade. Um, And that's still like my girl in comedy. She um, was she was like, you were so good. You were so dope. And she was like, I have, she had her own open mic show that she did every, I think either Wednesday or Thursday. And she was like, I want you to come and like host that with me. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm like, all right, people asking me to do stuff, but like, I really didn't know about it. And like back then I used to think that every single time I got on the stage, I had to tell a new joke. So I was constantly like writing new jokes thinking I had to tell a new joke or whatever and you know some of them was strong some of them wasn't and then that's when I was told like no like you need to work on your one joke like if you got one that's hitting and good and they like you know it take about five years to complete a joke to really make Damn. it oh yeah that's what they say they say take about five years to complete a joke to make it like a whole thing like of course it could be a little joke but and that's and I've seen like over the years some of my jokes that I've been doing it has grown 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 you know sometimes you go up there and you ad lib and you'll say something and you'll be like oh that was good so you got to go back and write it down and remember it and try to keep it you know build it together you know, like it's a whole concept to it that you don't even realize because you just think people just up there on the stage talking shit, like, you know, yeah. thinking that it's a whole concept to it. So so it's like you you just you have like I want to make sure I'm, I'm getting it. I'm understanding it. It's like the joke is like a root and you just keep building off of it. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly how it is. So it's like a root. So you'll have a premise, you know? And then from that premise, you'll constantly come up with different little, you know, angles, different little witty things and stuff like that. And, you know, it's been things that I said that's like, and it can be like just that one word that people remember. So when you get off the stage, people be like, girl, when you talk about that supper, when you say this, like they... So was you at any point, was you ever nervous about doing this? Because, I mean, I know, you know, you get that first adrenaline rush and you, you know, that was kind of like impromptu. But was you nervous? Like, oh, shit, I got I told them I'm coming back. Yes, I am nervous to this day. Every time. Every time. I'm always nervous. I'm nervous before I get on stage. And how long you been doing it? 
It's only, it's, well, I ain't gonna say only, but it's been three and a half years. I'll be at four years in May. Okay. My comedy anniversary is like a couple days before my birthday. Okay. Um, and, you know, in the comedy game, it's like, that's nothing. These little bit of years, oh, that's nothing. But people are impressed with me once they see me in this little bit of time. They be like, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Like, they're surprised that I only have this little bit of time in it. But, like, I was, we was actually talking about this the other day, and I'm like, I'm a learner. Like, I like to learn. So it's like, once I really, at first I was doing it for fun, you know? It was just something to do. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. Okay. I'm going to do it. Like, I wasn't thinking about money. I wasn't thinking about the business side of it. You know, I wasn't thinking about any of that. And then, you know, the more I start doing it and the more I start getting into it and certain vet comedians, you know, would give me advice and tell me things. And I was just like, okay, so it's a whole bunch of other things I need to consider and things that I need to learn. So it's like, I never felt like just because I got the laughs you know, off of my personality and my energy, you know, my energy got me to laughs, but then it, I got to the point where I started learning like, okay, well, this is how you really need to do certain things. Cause it's like, not to say it's easy, but you know, it's a little bit easier to get laughs in an urban setting like a, a, a urban show which is basically a black show <laughs> you could just say black show <laughs> i'm just trying to use a po- politically correct name but you, you know politically correct <laughs> right but you know but that's what they call it you know like an urban show so it's it's easy for me to get the laughs in there because most they know your life you know yeah. and talk to them and really like that's how i do when i go up there i talk i talk just like i'm talking to one of my homegirls or something like that so I can go up there and talk to them you know like yeah you know this nigga did da, 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 da. I could you know when I'm gonna get the laughs but it's a whole nother beast when they call it and I don't know why they call it this but they call it mainstream when it's the white shows ah uh, yeah 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 <laughs> they call yeah, it yeah yeah that makes call sense it mainstream so it's like, it's a whole nother beast when you're doing a mainstream show. And like, like that's something else I was just talking about. Like, you don't have no DJ. Ain't no song for you to come out there and twerk and get the crowd pumped up off of the music. <laughs> telling the jokes. Like, no. It's just you and the mic. Like, all I got is one mic. And I got to make these people laugh. But they listen. So it's like... You got to have some wit to it or some substance to what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In order for it to work. And like, I do a, I do a lot of mainstream shows here locally. You know, I would, I would like to do them also other places, but I do a lot of mainstream shows locally. The only other place I really did like a mainstream show was in Utah. Whoa, Utah. I went to Utah. Who would have thought 
Yeah. And Utah is so conservative. So I'm thinking like, okay. Mormon town, like. Yeah. And you talking about a woman, a black woman. And who, how did that go? (laughs) First of all, they kept touching my hair. Let's start there. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Off the rip. I ain't never like the thing. And that's what I say. Like, people don't understand, like. You know, people always say that, like, you know, white people, they want to touch black women's hair and stuff like that. But I'm like, that ain't never happened to me. Like, white people in Baltimore are different. Like, they don't act like that. <laughs> they know. You know, you got your little, you know, racist people here and there, whatever, whatever. But it's just like, we all kind of, we we integrated a lot, you know? Right, right. Like, we is You really don't, it ain't no, oh, wow, you know. Seeing a black person ain't a shocking thing for them, you know, here in Baltimore, you in Baltimore. But I went to that Utah. I went to that Utah. Soon as I got there, got to the hotel, I was going to my room and the lady was on the elevator and she was like, oh, you're so pretty. I love your hair. Can I touch it? And I'm like, so like (laughs) happened i kind of was like this never happened to me so i said so now i can let her do it and i can be like yeah this white lady trying to touch my hair so i let her right (laughs) so i did i went over here i let her do it i was like oh yeah okay i let her touch my hair then i get i get to the venue and there was another white lady and she was like oh you're so pretty i love your hair can i touch it i'm like fucking minute now <laughs> like i'm telling i got raped three times basically to sum it up i did i kept letting touch my hair and it was crazy and it was like they was just so it was like when i tell you they were so amazed by me but they loved me they loved me they loved my comedy they loved my rawness um the guy who booked me Ern wesley he's a black guy um i actually met him in uh jersey i met him in jersey and one of them situations because sometimes you'll meet somebody or do a show with somebody and they'll be like oh yeah i'm I'm gonna hit you up you know i'm gonna hit you up and it was actually one of them situations where i did a guest spot and that's the thing like um you know i'm doing it like the old school way like i'm not doing it like through the internet kind of situation like I'm doing like the old school where I'm going, I'm traveling to places on my own dime sometimes wow. in guest spots, but it's getting me booked for shows. And that was, that was that situation. Like I went to Jersey and met this, this other promoter there and did a guest spot at his show. And I did so well, the guy, Aaron Wesley saw me there and he was like, I'm gonna keep in contact with you, Google. And he messaged me one day and he was like, I want to bring you out to Utah. So here I am getting flewed out, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I got flewed out. Flewed out to Utah. Yes, and it was crazy, but it was the experience. It was, but it was dope. Like, it was a dope experience. Like, like I said, you know, um, no matter how much stuff go on, white people think we cool as shit, man. And they want to be like us. Yeah, they do. (laughs) They I'm going to back you up for a minute because you, you brought up something that I always, anytime I talk to people in the comedy field, I like to get their perspective on it. And you brought it up, the, the internet community. You said 
you don't want to take that route, but you do have internet skits. So yeah. mm-hmm. what, what is it? Okay. Let me just ask this basic question. What is your definition of an internet com- comedian? Um, well, you know, some comedians, some people like you, you know, people who like do skits. Some people you go to their page and you like, you know, they got a skit. Like mm-hmm. they doing skits and skits only all the time. Consistently, you'll see skits all the time. You'll see videos and they got like, you know, millions of followers and a whole bunch of views and stuff like that. Like that's just solely what they do. They really don't do stand-up comedy. They do just skits. So that's what I'm thinking about when I say an internet comedian. Now there are a lot of comedians that do both. Like Omar is one of them. He does both and he does both well. Um Dern Fleet, which is another friend of mine, he does both and he does both well. So, you know, and I, that's the angle that I want to go. Like, I want to be able to do both and do both well. Um, but it's like that, it, that, and it's not to say that it's not hard doing the internet because it's, it is like, it's just two different beasts. Yeah. You have to be, if you want to keep people entertained and keep people coming to your page and keep your followers up and all that, you have to put out stuff consistently and mm. out of work. You I really- want to talk about something you put out because it was it was hilarious. Like I seen I seen a lot of your skits. They funny. But mm-hmm. the, one, <laughs> the one it was one with a uh it was like you and your girlfriends and y'all was at I guess in my house and the and the dude was like a, a like a strip or something. And I picked him up. Oh my God. Uh yes died laughing at that video so, so it's so crazy because it's it's a whole bunch of things at once so one the guy is a comedian his name frank nitty and he's a hilarious comedian he's a really good comedian so frank nitty is a comedian and frank nitty is one of those super active comedians like he is so entertaining on the stage and i, I done seen this man dress up in the entire Jodeci outfit. I'm talking about, <laughs> don't you remember the see-through um, like raincoat and pants set that they wore with the boots? Oh, he yeah. In the entire outfit. Like, so, but he is like, with me and the rest of the girls, he is, you know, one of our brothers in comedy or whatever, but he's a dope comedian. So, we had came up with the concept of, you know, let's say that we're hiring a stripper, but then Frank Nitty come, like, then he comes, you know, looking like KC from Jodeci. <laughs> and we like, wait a minute, no, this is not what we ordered. But I'm going to be like, no, I like it. Forget all that. Like, so what? So that's how it was. And actually, like, I had posted just like a little short part, you know, relating it to cuffing season. Yeah, yeah. When it's cuffing season and you just take whatever you can get. And, but actually the entire skit is me and the rest of my girls from She More Funny celebrating me having a new coochie, which is one of my jokes. (laughs) So... We're actually having a party celebrating my new coochie and then they order me a stripper and then he's the stripper. 
So the whole skit is funny too, but that little scene right there with me picking him up and I just randomly thought about that. Like I was like, I'm gonna pick his ass up. Oh, so you came up with that part. <laughs> yeah, I was like, cause I, I mean, that wasn't in the plans for me to pick him up. <laughs> I just was like, I'm gonna pick him up and I just did it. And it was so funny. Like, <laughs> if you kind of look at his face a little bit, he caught off guard. He like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> and see, that's my point. I'm like, at that point, watching that video, as much as I'm like, man, I need to lose some weight. At that moment, I was like, but you know what? It's not that bad. You don't want to get picked up. No, like absolutely not. I do not try- want to. No. You ain't trying to get scooped up. <laughs> no, because you scooped that man up like he was a child. I, I was know. Like, mm. <laughs> he could see so small. <laughs> he couldn't have weighed but like 120. I don't know. He was small. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Frank Nitty is so small, but he is such a slick little nigga, though. I'm trying to tell you. He, um, he be dressing his little self off. And I'm telling you, like, he's so active. And that's what's crazy, because that's what made us think about it. Because, like, in his act, like, he do, he does something talking about strippers. And he do all these stripper moves and stuff. So, <laughs> so do you do you, do you you take time to um, plan out your, in it, like, your skits that you're going to post? Do you take time yeah, to plan it out? I definitely do. I definitely do. Now, sometimes... Like, like you said, you know, you saw me doing a skit with Omar and stuff like that. Sometimes I'll have, you know, one of the guys will just call me and be like, whoa, I want you to come do this skit. And like, I'm literally like that go-to person because I don't handle kids. You know, I'm not in a relationship. I work from home. So when somebody <laughs> call me to do something, I'll be like, all right, bet. Like, give me an hour to get ready. And I'll come. And they know that. So they will literally, like, a lot of the guys who does skits and stuff like that or whatever, they will call me last minute and be like, yo, what you doing? I want you to come do the skit. And I'll just be like, okay, get dressed and go and don't have a clue what I'm <laughs> Like, don't have a clue. I One time... Um, one of my homeboys, uh, Smooth, and he's actually a young dude that does really dope skits here in Baltimore. And he's like got a lot of viral videos and stuff like that. He called me one day and he was like, whoa, I need you today for a skit. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm like, I'll be done work like 2.30 and then I'll be around there. Went around there, ain't have a clue. We doing a commercial for weed. Like it was a whole commercial. <laughs> like I didn't have a clue what it was for. Wow. That that skit was like people loved it. They loved that skit. I was like, that's crazy. But that's yeah. just how it be. Like I'm like so. It's you know sometimes like some of the ones that I've personally came up with the idea. I feel like I don't get enough credit for it though, because I'm like, yo, that was a good skit. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, really? wait a minute, you 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 saying you come up with the skits? They they do them or they don't do them or they do them? No, either. I'll do them and I'll post them, but it, it I'll be like, okay, this ain't getting enough more enough views that I want. I want more views. But then sometimes, but I don't. Sometimes I don't pay attention to that stuff. So it's got to be hard not to, though, right? 
Yeah, yeah, it's hard not to. I mean, I it's like I should look at it more than I do, like look at my insights and stuff like that, but I don't. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, let me go back and look and I'd be surprised. I'd be like, oh, I didn't even realize this video made it up to a thousand something views or something, you know, something like that, however many. Like the one that I did with Omar with the ghost from Coochie Pass, like that was, that's part of one of my jokes. That I, I haven't want. seen that one yet. That's on your page or his? That's on my page. I just um I just reposted it again. Halloween. I oh, just I'm gonna check that one out. Halloween. Because you know how Instagram is like everything and then your al- algorithm. Yeah, yeah. It's like because for a long time because I was following you heavy and then I didn't I wouldn't see your post no more and I'd be like, well, I guess you gave up comedy. Right. <laughs> and then I then I seen then I saw um I saw Omar's post and then I saw you doing skits and I was like oh okay so she I guess she is still out here and then for some reason I so oh so when I saw that I went and looked back because I was like okay let me see if she's still doing comedy so then once I went back and looked and saw you were still doing comedy watched a couple videos and liked it then they start showing me your stuff again. And showing up on you. And that's how it works. It's so crazy like that. And I tell people that, like, because there's been people that I'd be like, I ain't seen nothing from whomever, you know, in a while. And once I go search their page and look for them, then I start seeing all that stuff. But that's got to be frustrating because you act like that's that's how you gain your traction. So that's got to be frustrating. It's Yeah, it's frustrating. That's why I try to, you know, I some of the people that I know who are really good with the internet stuff. And like I said, that's why I said, like, that's a whole, you know, beast within itself. You know, some people, some of the stand-up comedians, they feel a way about the internet comedians because their, their, their glow up is so fast and they'll start off as an internet comedian, but then they'll get booked to do a show based off of, because they have so many followers. Yeah. And then some of these people will go and do a show and they'll hire like real life stand-up comedians who not into the internet stuff. And they'll perform on the show, you know, with these people who got that, that's going to fill the seats because they got that following. But, you know, uh. yeah, but the, but then the, the comedian that's been, you know, doing the stand-up and grinding, they feel like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm the, they live, they make the show. Cause some of these people that that's on that internet stuff, they'll go to the stage and they not funny. Oh, so, you know, they filling up the seats though. Cause they got the following, the following yeah. numbers or whatever, so, you know, it, it's kind of be like, it's not a beef, but it, you know, some people feel away, especially like the older vets in the game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I've so, I've heard that I've heard that a lot. Like, right, you, so and you like, even see them make little like not necessarily videos, but posts, and they'll throw like a little jab at some of them. It'd but. be like a little shade, yeah. So like for me, I came in on the, you know, both you know both of them things are popping. So I was able to slide in and just kind of do both. You know, I can go do my skits. I, you know, I'm still doing my grind and doing my stand-up comedy and traveling in different states and cities and doing comedy and then still, you know, doing my skits and stuff like that. So doing both. So it's you know what? I'm you talk about traveling 
and even during the conversations you mentioned, like you don't have, you don't have kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if you, when, you know, if you, I don't know if you even want kids, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but no, no, you, oh, you don't want kids. That ship has sailed. Ah, okay. At this point, I feel like I just. Cause I was wondering how would that, how would that affect what you're doing? Because you travel a lot. So if you had a kid, it wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. I'm 38. Let me tell you. So you can still have kids though. Oh no, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. And my I live with my sister. My sister has a daughter and she's currently pregnant and she's having a boy. So there, there we go, right there. I'm good to go. Oh, congratulations to her. Yes. I just did her gender reveal for her. Last week, what's she having? A boy. Okay. I'm so excited because that's what I wanted. Look, that's what I'm saying. I don't even have to have a baby. So you could just so you kind of be like the motherly figure to this baby. Yeah. Baby to do what you want to do. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm not oh. going to be motherly though. I'm not. I'm going to be the not, not motherly, but it's just like when you, when you just want to, you know, <laughs> spend time with a child. You can just spend time with that yeah. child. Yeah. I can get my little kid fixed, my little baby fixed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about the um the current tour you on, which was she more funny, right? Yes. Okay. Um. So yeah. So um, Ray Diva, she is the brains behind she more funny, and she's a vet comedian. A what comedian? What is that? A vet. A vet. What's vet? That vet. Oh, vet. Okay. You know okay. I don't talk that well. Stop. Nah, we blaming it on the internet. It was the internet. It was the internet. So yeah, <laughs> she's a vet comedian, but um, she had came up with the idea that she wanted to get a group of females together, and you know, tour and build something because you know, of course, we are the minority in this game mm-hmm. and entertainment in general, you know, and a lot of times we are, you know, put in a lot of different compromising situations because the men are running everything. You don't see a lot of women, you know, working together as a collective and doing something. So, you know, she came up with the idea and she had and it was crazy because part of it just, she already had the idea, but I think the members of the group kind of happened by not accident, but just we actually all wind up going with Cleon to a show because he was like, you know what? He always, it was always him and a bunch of dudes. Like he would, he would take the younger comedian guys and take them on the road all the time. I've been on the road with him a couple of times, but like most of the time it would be all the guys. It would be a whole bunch of guys. So he was like, you know, I'm going to take the girls with me. So, you know, we were all together and we went to Chicago and we drove to Chicago from Baltimore. So, you know, that was a trip. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then we were all in a room together and the girls, you know, all of the girls, we had our own room together. We were all in a room together. How many and y'all is it? It's five all together. Um, okay. Mostly four, though. 
one of them is David Ruffin. So <laughs> what? Don't, don't worry about it. David <laughs> Ruffin. Um the comedian guy? No, from the Temptations. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Y'all ain't nothing without David Ruffin. <laughs> so she ain't always around, but she she be in and out. But okay. it's four of us that we we are consistent with everything. So and it's so amazing because we are all totally different. We are all totally different comedians. So it's like when you get us as a collective, as a show, it's a treat because it's like, you know, we hear things like women aren't funny or women talk about the same stuff. And we all are totally different and you you get in a total different experience from each of us, but it, it works together. It flows together. So like, and it, it, it really showed because this was one of the times when we, when we just went to Virginia that we had all five of us together. Mm -hmm. Oh, it really showed, you know, how well our show was put together with all five of us and all five different personalities. Is, is David Ruffin the headline act? No, that's the <laughs> part. I, <laughs> I can't I my thoughts because <laughs> we sisters. Like I can just, I just can't. But no, no, she's definitely not that. No, the headliner is Ray, who is the one who put it together. Okay. D'Lo, D'Lo is a dom lesbian. Uh, so she's like, it's crazy because she dresses like a dude, but she is the most emotional one of us all. Love her. <laughs> I promise you she is. Um, then you got Maria. Maria is the agitator. She the shit starter all the time, but it's hilarious. Like, you know, we really trying to make this like a reality show because it's so I actually know her. She's like Lola Maria or something, Sanchez? No, Maria Sanchez. Yeah, because she that, goes live a lot. Every day, all she ain't got shit to do. She goes live a lot, but she's funny. She's funny, though. She is hilarious. Maria Sanchez is amazing. She's a great comedian. She is so funny. I done seen her work every type of room. She is a great comedian. And, it, and that's the thing. Like, everybody is really strong in their position. You know, I am the youngest in the crew all together in age and in years in comedy. So, oh, okay, wow. Yeah, so I, you know, I learned from them, but I am the peacemaker, you know. <laughs> they, they call me the angel. I'm the angel. A Baltimore person, the peacemaker, wow. Yes, I am the because I don't like all that. I don't be liking all that drama. I can't do it. But let me ask you: Is it because because you're a woman? Do you feel like do you feel like you have to do extra to be like to impress people, impress the crowd because you're a woman? Um, no, and you know why I say that. Uh, most comedy shows are eighty percent females. Wow, really. 
Absolutely. Most comedy shows are 80% females and the 20% of men that are there was brought there by a woman. Yeah, that's true. It ain't just up and going to no comedy, not no like local comedy show. Yeah, they'll go to see, you know, one of the big names, Baltimore Comedy Factory and stuff like that. Yeah. But just a local comedy show, men ain't going to do that on their own, like just a group of homeboys. No. Yeah, you know what? That's true. You, you they came on a date yeah. with a woman. That's true. Um, <laughs> you know what's crazy? I've never been to one, though. I've never been to a comedy show. Never? Oh, man. What, what, where do you live at? Well, now, right now, I'm in California, but I okay. grew up I grew up in Capitol Heights, Maryland, so I, I don't know why. But oh, okay. I'm well, going to change it, though. I mean, I'm going to make I sure when it. I get back yeah. on the East Coast, I come to one of your shows. Absolutely. I get it though. It's not, you know, I'm not surprised about it because like I said, even for me, before I started doing comedy, I didn't really go to comedy shows like that. And I did not, uh, you know, even know, like the thing is like, you know, people just think about the big shows, you know, yeah. coming in town and not thinking about like the local shows and the local talent or whatever. So it's like, it's amazing to see that because well, I'm like, I ain't know a lot of this stuff was going on, you know? So it's- really Local comedian is funny though. So funny. Yeah. Really? I mean, so everybody funny. starts from somewhere. I mean, nobody starts in Madison Square Garden, so- Exactly. You, know, you gotta start somewhere. You gotta start in that lounge, so. Yeah. But yeah, that's how it works. I mean, but like we um we've been grinding though. We've been doing our thing and it's been dope. And like I said, even before that, you know, I was, you know, on the same thing. I was just grinding and doing my thing and traveling and stuff like that. I did comedy in Jamaica. Wow. Yep. It was a contest and I had to go do the contest and had to bring like a certain amount of people. So I got my mother involved. I was like, mom, (laughs) get your family, tell them, come see me. And (laughs) some of my family was seeing me for the first time. And it's so crazy because um, it it don't seem like it, but I'm like an introvert and an extrovert at the same time. And it's like, kind of like when I'm around my family, it's like, I'm usually like quiet, reserved, chilling. So it's like for them to see me like on the stage talking shit, they be like, what? What'd your, what'd your mom say? Because, you know, listen, looking at her baby up there cursing, what was, she, what was her reaction? My mom is off the hook whole time, though. Oh, okay. Well. Um, <laughs> my mother is off the mother say anything out her mouth. She cursed like a sailor all my life. All my life. Oh, so you got it honest then. I got it honestly. And it was so crazy because I literally like was sneak doing comedy for probably about three months before I even told any anybody in my family. Who was the first person you told? My sister, because she was with me when I decided to do it. The one that I live with, that's okay. now. <clears throat> and then um my best friend. She knew about it. And then I told like a couple of people that, um, like a couple of my friends and people I work with, they knew. So they was coming to see me. And like at this 
at this point, I was just doing open mics. So they would come out when I was at an open mic doing stuff and stuff. And then finally, I was like, all right, I'm going to just go in and tell my mother. Because <laughs> I had, and it was crazy because I would post my flyers and stuff on Instagram and I wouldn't post nothing on Facebook. Ah. Uh. And I think, and you know, face, you know, Facebook is for families. Instagram is for hoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so my mother wasn't on Instagram. And then one day I get a request from my mother on Instagram. Block. I, oh Lord. I ain't gonna lie. I blocked them. No, girl, you can't be my friend on Instagram. <laughs> but my I forgot, like my cousin, she was my friend and she saw something and she was like, You doing comedy? And I was like, Shh, I'm heading to tell my mother because I don't even want her. <laughs> You sound like you was being a stripper or something. It's just joke. I know. If, if I just wasn't, I know how my mother is. She would have wanted to come see me. And I wasn't. It made you nervous? I wasn't. Yeah, I just wasn't ready for her to come see me. I wasn't. Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. To see me up there talking the shit that I was saying out my mouth. I was like, no, I'm not ready for her to see me like this. <laughs> so. Um, I didn't tell her, but like I said, once I, once my cousin saw something, I posted, I was like, Ooh, all right. She going to tell, I'm like, she going to tell her mother and her mother, which is my, <laughs> tell my mother. So I'm like, I gotta, hurry up. I gotta hurry up and tell my mother before that happened, because then my mother going to be mad. She found out from somebody else and not me. So I called her and I told her and I wound up getting booked for this show which I know that the guy who booked me for the show usually has an older crowd. Oh. They have like an older crowd. So I knew that I was going to have to, you know, adjust my set accordingly. So I was like, okay, well, this is a crowd that I can bring my mother into. And, you know, I can tell, you know, jokes that's not too bad for her to hear or whatever. Yeah. So then at first I was like, oh gosh, like am I going to curse? And then I was like, never cursed, you know, like to my mother, around my mother before. But like I said, she always cursed like a sailor. And I was like, my mother named Daisy. I was like, this is Daisy. Like Daisy, (laughs) younger. When I was younger and I like, my friends would come home from school when my mother and my father you know, got a divorce. My mother used to have a sign on her door that said, sex is a misdemeanor. The more I miss, the meaner I get. (laughs) She's embarrassing. Yes. That shit. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? That is my, you know what I'm saying? My mother off the hook. She said sex toy parties and all that. I was like, no. So oh, you, 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 to come I out. Know what she was worried for. Right. I told her come out and she brought her boyfriend. Then she wanted to bring my aunt and uncle. I was pissing her about that. Because I was like, why did you bring them? I wasn't ready to perform in front of them either. I <laughs> <laughs> honored my uncle. And I just went up there and I just talked my shit. And they loved it. And my mother loved it. And she supported me. People love when my mother comes to the shows because my mother be lit and she be turned up. (laughs) No, my mother is super cool, though. She's super cool. So, And then my dad, like, my dad, he's he's remarried. And his wife is a little bit more conservative. But my dad is not either. Like, my dad off the hook, too. 
And my dad, and my dad think he a comedian too, any day going away. So well, you gotta get your sense of humor from somebody. So both of them, it's both of them. So oh, okay. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna come, I'm come. So he came to a show, and like, and this is how I have to do because I have to, you know, invite them to different separate shows and shit. Oh, damn. I'd be like, all right, dad, you and your wife, <laughs> you and your boyfriend can come to this show. It's crazy. You but don't want no side show, huh? Yeah, my dad came and he enjoyed it or whatever, whatever. And my stepmother, her phony ass, I don't know. She was like, hey. <laughs> we going down that road. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, whatever. She probably was like, oh my God, I can't believe she said that. Yeah, I did. I say it again. Yeah. Well, so yeah, listen, so I'm 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 gonna end it because I know I, I'm enjoying this too much and I know I gotta. We both got things to do, like me picking. I know, my like I gotta eat. I'm hungry. I ain't eat nothing. <laughs> Let's see. I'm on the West Coast. So I don't have my lunch. <laughs> yeah. What time is it? What time is it there? It is uh, two thirty-five. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So it's and five. It's it's, I, it's dinner time for you. Yeah, and it's dark. It's it's dark already here. Nah. See the sun. Is, well, not today. It's up, but it's not shining. Oh, okay. What's yeah, next? What's next on the horizon for you? Um, you know, just keep on doing this she more funny tour. You know, that's what we pushing right now. We doing this thing as a collective, and um, we definitely gonna be planning on you know putting out more um skits and you know things on the internet, and um, we probably even try to build a YouTube page so that we can be consistent with putting stuff out there okay. you know traveling you know but who knows with the world shutting down oh god that's back another podcast i'll be back to doing zooms again <laughs> yeah you know what before we before i hang up i'm glad you mentioned that because mm-hmm. i do need to talk about that for one quick second how was yeah. that because you normally used to have in the crowd and i logged in one day and i was like she doing it. She doing a Zoom comedy show. That's interesting. What was that like? Because you don't get the energy of people feed get you know people feedback. So how was that? It's so weird. It's so weird. I I don't particularly. I don't like it, but I will do it. Now, <clears throat> some of the stuff be you know stuff like this was which is just like an interview, and you're going you know you're conversing back and forth with somebody. But when you like doing the ones where it's like straight up, okay, your turn and you just telling jokes into the computer and yeah. if anybody's laughing or anything. Right. Cause I tried I, to, I watched it. I tried to watch it and, and not just yours, just like everybody who tried it, it's just, it's too hard. It's too hard, it's weird. It's hard. And, uh, lot of comedians especially a lot of vet comedians like i'm not doing it i refuse to do it they're like no they they refuse to do it they're not with it at all but it know. just seemed to because because that's the one of the that's one of the things where you literally feed off of people energy in the room exactly you need that energy so yeah it's- I, it, it was uh, honestly it was uncomfortable watching i was like it's everybody i've seen do it it's like they just don't even look comfortable doing it you don't you feel retarded you just 
<laughs> and you just going through your set like, yeah, and, da, 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 and you're just talking and talking. There's no pause break for a laugh because guess what? There's nobody there to do it. Like, it's yeah, I, I was like, nah, this, I was like, nah, this not it. Like, yeah, they should just 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 put their cash app up and say, hey, just send me some money. <laughs> no seriously but yeah i i i'm really i don't want to have to go back to that i don't i don't particularly like them I don't oh, have to go back to that i, I hope, I hope you just yeah. to stay on the road and go wherever i need to go but shoot she more funny we be on the west coast don't worry that's our next mission where we don't know yet i'm just saying i'm speaking well look you don't want to be on this part so let me tell you don't where you at? In, I'm in San Jose. You don't want to come here. Ooh, that sound racist. But no, 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 no. Not racist. Not racist. It's just different. But you know what? Shit, you did Utah, so <laughs> I definitely did Utah. It's better. I'm sure it's better than Utah. So I don't know. Yes. Maybe you can put it on the list. I'm telling you. I psh- Look, I'm not opposed to going anywhere. Like I said, I was up in Utah. I was up there in the mountains. But either way, I'll be. I'm. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna be on the East Coast, so it's not okay. I, this year, kind of. This year is just kind of. I know. Lost, but like, I, I'm I sure you guys will be traveling next year, and I'm yeah, definitely gonna definitely. make it a point to come to one of your shows because you, you know you. You made time to do this for me, and I'm definitely going to return the favor. That's what's up. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me. Let me just talk my trash. I said, I mean, I run my mouth forever. I can't help it. it listen, I'm, it's been. A, I'm a. I, I told you when we started. I'm a fan of your work, so it's truly been an honor to have you on the podcast. It really has been. Thank you. I appreciate it. Make sure you tell the people how to follow you. Alrighty, so y'all can follow me on Instagram at woo-woo-w-o-o-w-o-o underscore the comedian. And also on Facebook, I have a page that's woo the comedian. All right. And um, for those who want to follow me, my Instagram is conversations underscore with underscore lamp. And also have a Facebook page, conversations with lamp. Um, thank you all for your continuous support of the podcast. I truly appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. All right.